Hi, welcome to the ESI What's Next podcast. I'm your host, Alex Feldman, and I'm taking you on a journey to learn about the exciting student entrepreneurs coming out of the ESI program. In the second part of our mini-series, Upcycling for Your Pets, we're sitting down with Elvia Venaga and Agar's writers from Fat Cat Leaves to learn about how they started the company and how they're trying to make owning pets more sustainable. Pet ownership is a huge part of many people's lives, with some treating their pets similar to their children. We need to find ways to ensure we do this without destroying the planet. Elvia Agar's, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, before we start, um, I, let me know a little bit about yourselves and yeah, whoever wants to start, feel free to, to jump in. Okay, uh, I will start. Uh, my name is Elvia and thank you for having us here and uh, hi everyone. And uh, yeah, I have a bachelor degree in economics and master's degree in, in project management. And uh, yeah, now we are trying to, to make this uh, product and uh, I'm, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm founder of Fast Catalyst, yeah. Yeah, no, actually I joined the uh, Fat Cat Leaves during the Innovation Academy last year, this year. And uh, since uh, I had a look on this uh, option actually from different uh, sides, uh, I have a gar garden uh, full of leaves and I, each autumn I had a problem uh, uh, to get rid of them. So uh, hereby uh, I saw a good opportunity uh, to combine all these two like issues uh, getting rid of my leaves and creating something nice also and let's say what made you decide oh, let's say i have a couple different questions but let's start with this one what made you decide to let's say turn it into something that you could use for your for your well actually backing up can you give me a brief description of what fat cat leaves does and then the question is how did you decide to kind of use this for pets okay uh Pet Cat Leaves offers a biodegradable cat litter from pollen leaves, uh, which can clump after using it. And uh, in the future, we are planning to make it uh, also flushable, so you don't need to throw it uh, in the garbage uh, after using it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's our product. And how the product um, created, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, I think it's a longer story because <laughs> Uh, I was studying in my master's in project management. That was about two or three years ago. Uh, last year I graduated, and uh, that, in that uh, first semester when I started uh, um, uh, my studies, there was a one course uh, which called, I think it was the Innovative Projects in Bioeconomics, where we, everyone uh, should uh, make some uh, projects about how we can. Uh, use uh, some uh, resources uh, all, all through the cycle so and, or uh, involved in circular economy and uh, that's uh, how I came up with this idea what we should do with pollen leaves and uh, uh, one study course after other I, uh, I decided to write uh, the whole master thesis about how uh, innovative products we can uh, make uh, from uh, pollen leaves but uh, my master thesis was about uh, how to produce it into a paper plane, uh, plain paper or cardboard or packaging. It's uh, more to the paper industry. And uh, in that, uh, in that uh, uh, summer, this was last year, I, uh, after uh, uh, 
after I finished my master's and uh, after also the jury uh, said uh, about uh, the thesis that uh, you should uh, continue your work uh, because not just write a piece of uh, paper and put it on the shelf, but uh, please continue to develop this idea into something else. And uh, in that autumn, this was last year, I decided, okay, I should uh, something continue, but I'm all by myself and uh, what should I do, where to go and how to even start uh, something uh, new into the to, to the market or uh, how to develop it. And uh, after that, I, uh, I think it was in uh, October, I saw on Facebook an ad uh, from Innovation Academy that uh, they are invited to apply for this uh, pre-exploration program. And uh, that uh, I applied and uh, that's where I met uh, Igers and other teammates uh, Edgars. And uh, since then uh, we are working on our project. But uh, that was the first thought about uh, what we should do from Holland Leaf. Right now we are doing completely different. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this was the kind of full journey uh, about where we started and what idea is right now. So, okay, two things I, I find it quite interesting that kind of both of you kind of discovered this problem on your own and then ended up joining forces um, almost serendipitously. Um, you kind of both happened to be at the same place at the same time. Um, maybe that's, that's not, not as serendipitous as you think. I'm really, really curious then how or why did you guys make the shift from, let's say, using this in the, the paper? It sounded like the initial thoughts were to use this in the paper industry. And now you're kind of using it in the the pet industry. How did that process happen? Um, why, uh, etc. Okay, uh, the first, uh, as I mentioned, the the, the, the product was uh, in the paper industry. The next one, when we thought, okay, the paper industry is developed more than hundred years ago, so it's developing more and more, and costs are low, so it's hard to get into this industry with uh, competitive prices and the qualities and so on. And uh, after also in this innovation academy, we realized uh, the knowledge that we get and uh, the mentorships that they are saying that these uh, things, which maybe you should rethink what are the products uh, you can make. And um, after that, we, we started um, the second part of Innovation Academy, which started in January, and we applied to that uh, with different uh, kind of products, but we didn't uh, uh, have something like the prototype or something else. Uh, we just uh, think, okay, maybe we can make a seedling pot, which you can uh, uh, use in, uh, uh, in the spring, and uh, you put it in the ground, and it uh, uh, dissolves there and it composts. There, but uh, after uh, I think it was a month or a month and a half, we realized uh, after researching, interviewing people who would use it, we realized okay, this is not also the product that we can use it, and uh, that was the, uh, again we start uh, get to the 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 starting point, and um, and, uh, and that was the time we started really big brainstorming and researching which which way we should go. So we don't need to return again in this starting point. And uh, after uh, big this uh, brainstorming, uh, we had more than I think forty ideas uh, in different ways. The the, the crazy ideas, the, the unrealistic ideas, and something uh, 
and yeah, and um, and somehow we realized that uh, okay, maybe we can make a palace for Kaplito, and uh, as the one of the most common uh, questions uh, when we are talking about this uh, our idea, Kaplito, uh, there are always the question. Uh, can you use it a wood pellet for uh, heating? And uh, the reason why we this idea put it aside was that um, uh, we consult with the expert, or you can say scientists or researchers in the uh, Technical University, and uh, they said, uh, "Well, if you make uh, make do make uh, this uh, pellet from pollen leaves." there will be a huge amount of ashes and uh, for heating reasons, that's not the, the quite uh, good uh, uh, value. Yeah, and so that's how we get uh, to the catalytic, but maybe I get something add uh, for, uh, for this journey from his side. Uh, due to the fact that, that uh, pellets as a heating product is quite uh, popular these days, uh, we made these uh, tests uh, for it, and uh, unfortunately, the leaves, the fallen leaves, uh, contains around 20 uh, times more ashes than the regular pellets. So uh, that might be might be valuable in, information for others as well, which uh, which things things which are thinking regarding uh, using these pellets for uh, heating. Interesting. Uh, I'm gonna kind of continuous in a little bit slightly different direction. Um, I'm kind of curious because I, I personally, let's say, last time I had a cat, I think I was probably like 10 years old. So it's, it's been a number of years. Let's say, what is happening to cat litter now? And and how sustainable is, how sustainable is it? How big of a problem is that? Um, can, you, can you light me a little bit on, on the actual kind of problem space that you guys are working okay. in? I can give you an example uh, since I'm a cat owner. <laughs> and uh, currently, what we are doing is uh, having uh, uh, having that the cat litter, we are collecting it in plastic bags, small ones. Of course, they are uh, second time used, but uh, anyway, uh, collecting uh, and then throwing out in uh, unsorted garbage which is uh, definitely not uh, the best uh, the best way to do with anything. Uh, from the pellets perspective, uh, there is another opportunity. You can uh, compost them, or uh, even you can flush them. Gotcha. What, okay, two different questions on that. What are, because I actually definitely don't know this, um, what are current cat litters like made from? Like, I, I personally don't know what that is. Like, I've never, like, taken a look at that. There are many different ones. Uh, some of them are uh, environmentally more friendly. Some of them are not really. Uh, they're from silicon, the wood chips, and the most common use, the cement is sand. And uh, uh, also from coffee, from corn, uh, and tofu, there are some environmentally friendly and some really don't and uh, uh, yeah and uh, that was the, one of the reasons why we realized okay we can make uh, something biodegradable uh, as well and uh, from uh, direct sources that's uh, so the huge amount of it every year around the world 
So maybe we can uh, use it uh, right, uh, right now into our product. Gotcha. Yeah. And for with what you're, you guys are doing, okay, flushing it might be interesting, but basically it sounds like you could, let's say, remove it in a similar capacity like organic waste. Is that kind of the idea? So it can be kind of put into, um, I just blanked on, on, on the word for it for whatever reason. Uh, compost or, or other types of, of organic waste solutions? Is that kind of the idea behind it? Uh, basically, yes, but uh, there are two problems. There are okay. two problems. Uh, the one of them is uh, the, the amount of the resources, the, the fallen leaves every year. The other one is the, the, the resource, uh, the 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 thrown away amount of uh, used litter it's uh, a couple thousand of tons uh, every year is uh, uh, thrown to the landfill and also uh, we are kind of trying to uh, working on the problem the smell the smell in the in these cat litter boxes after using them and, and, and with our product after the first sample we realized Okay, our product also absorbs the, the, the odor, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the way we are also working. So it's a combine of uh, very different uh, problems trying to solve this one product. So yeah, I guess something. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that regarding uh, composting, it you can do it uh, if it's uh, your own place where you are composting it. Uh, that. Um, the used litter uh, won't be uh, good for composting or or uh, handing uh, over for uh, sorted uh, these uh, how do you call them natural uh, where you place uh, potato leaves etc. Okay, so you're saying just like communal compost or something to that effect? It wouldn't quite work, but but if you have your own personal compost, it would. Got you. Um, and then you, you touched on something and, and we haven't really touched on this so far, but you touched on on kind of the, the inputs and the sustainability of actually falling leaves themselves. So touch on that a little bit. What's happening now? Um, you know, I'm assuming, I guess, you're trying to do this on scale. So I guess you're getting from, I guess, municipalities or whatever. W what are they doing with all these leaves? Where's it going? What, what's kind of the sustainability side of that? Uh, well, right now, Mostly these leaves are going to landfill and uh, the, the municipalities, they are, uh, uh, in these municipalities, they are mostly the, with the garbage collector, which uh, every year collects these leaves and uh, going to, uh, to these uh, landfills. And, uh, and yeah, maybe I guess it's something add up. Uh actually that's that was it as as we just told uh there are some projects uh, where uh these leaves from uh, parks and gardens are being composted that's that's quite good of course and uh but still there are quite a lot of them unused gotcha a uh, question that i would have with something like this is let's say i would imagine that if you're getting kind of municipality leave waste, it's kind of coming from the streets and whatever. So it's probably not, um, let's say just leaves for, for, for kind of lack of a better, a better statement. Uh, are, 
are you doing something to it to, to remove the stuff that I, I'd imagine, for example, you might have other waste, I don't know, cans, bottles, plastic, uh, other stuff that gets mixed in that, that just happens to be on the street. Are, are you treating this somehow or, or how are you almost filtering it or, or sorting it or, or how are you making sure that, that you're actually getting what you want and, and not getting this other stuff mixed in? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, and that's the topic we are working on uh, since day one. And uh, after talking with this, uh, some garbage co uh, collectors about uh, how we can uh, calibrate the uh, future, so uh, after we talked, we realized, uh, okay, we can uh, make some uh, in contact, some uh, kind of positions, and uh, the quality matters uh in the, about this waste and uh, if they are uh, how to say it uh, if they uh, uh, will do it they, they can uh, give us this waste and, uh, and they don't make uh, this fee about the <laughs> what's the word uh, for for uh, uh, for giving us the waste, uh, they don't need to pay that that uh, fee about uh, what they need to do if they uh, give to the landlords. So uh, it's kind of economical cooperation, uh, I would say. I guess please help let's me. Say, let's <laughs> say uh, they, are, they are actually uh, interested to sort the leaves into parts so they can. Uh, they can give us the good part or the better quality leaves uh, so they have less the bad quality leaves which they have to uh, hand in uh, for additional payment and they are handing them in uh, to the landfill for additional payment got, got you so, so, so let me just can, can i uh, i don't know re rephrase this to make sure that i understand it correctly uh what you're saying is is right now I'd say people in waste management have to pay for the processing of these leaves. And by working with you, you essentially take that off their hands and they no longer have to pay for, for, for this processing. Is, is that kind yes. of the right way of, of thinking about exactly. this? Exactly. And uh, even if we take just a part or the be better quality leaves out uh, from their stock, uh, that's already a gain for them. Gotcha. I'm just kind of curious if you have a sense, like, I have no idea, but how much of a problem, like, how much is this costing them? How much of a problem is it for, for these, these types of companies? Yeah, it's around uh, 60, uh, 60 euros per ton. Okay. Which basically means that uh, one uh, building uh, or construction container uh, consisting of five tons, it's, it's uh, I don't know three, four, five big trees, and that's it. And, and of course, uh, they are interesting to get rid of. And roughly speaking, I don't know, do it on whatever scale you want. We're looking at, I don't know, let's say Latvia or the world or whatever. How many tons of, of leaves are being kind of processed per year, roughly speaking? <laughs> they are not the public data, not uh, just about uh, Latvia, it's around the world. There is now, I would say, data about how pollen leaves uh, each year in, in every country. So this is uh, 
calculations that we are made by ourselves. So uh, I can give you co uh, currently some kind of data, but uh, for example, in, uh, in Riga, around the Riga, there are, uh, if I'm not wrong, there are 11,000 tons of wheat collected uh, in, in the last year. No. Okay, yeah. so that's like, it's costing them, let's say in Riga, so this is one city, roughly 700,000, probably slightly less, 700,000 euros per year, give or take, is what it, based, based on your estimates, it sounds like it's around that number, if it's, um, if it's, if yeah, it's 60 it's per ton. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Interesting. And, I, and I'm kind of really curious. So let's say, let's say, what, what is it that you guys are working on like right at the moment? Like what, what are your kind of current challenges and what do you see as kind of the development over the, the, the next three, six months, one year? Um, you know, what's necessary to, 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 to actually keep this moving forward? Uh, right now we are working on the next prototype for product samples and, uh, and experimenting uh, what uh, what uh, substances you need to add? So it's not just the leaf; it's organic substances. So it's all biodegradable, environmentally friendly, and uh, in what kind of proportions we just need to add. So it's more the lab laboratory uh, work, and uh, also we are uh, in the next three months. I I'm hoping that uh, we will. Uh, give uh, our product samples at least for uh, 200 people or 100 people to test it and uh, give a feedback uh, and receive the feedback from them so we can uh, improve our product and uh, do it better. Can I ask a question around that? I, I'm just kind of curious because I definitely wouldn't know. Uh, in this space, let's say, what are the Let's call it characteristics, or like, what are the things that you're trying to 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 make better? Like, I'm kind of kind of curious. Like, what are the things that need to be improved? How are you trying to to make this a better? Like, I don't know. Like, how, how does someone make cat litter better? I, I'm kind of curious about that. Uh, it's uh, more about our product, how to make it better. So, it, uh, is it uh, clumped together better, or is it, it's not? And uh, in the smell, uh, how we can absorb it, and uh, and and also research, uh, make it, make research about how we can flush uh, it down or, uh, and, and yeah, something like that. So. Um, I'm kind of curious, sir, as an aside, because I know you guys have focused on this. I'm really curious about it. And I imagine uh, in, in part three, when we bring back our, our expert, I'm curious, let's say how environmentally friendly is actually flushing cat litter? I would imagine that that, that might be a, debated uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, the amount of the water it's used. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are thinking about it. But uh, when you think about the way, it's uh, how many plastic bags are used to throw away this uh, clump of litter in the, in the, in the landfills. In the, in, in the landfills. So uh, we need to calculate and also this is the research that uh, we will uh, think uh, if it's really environmentally friendly, if it's flush it down. But uh, yeah, they're working on it. Uh, so maybe it's uh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so 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 it's something that, that let's say, to some extent, at this point, is is almost a like a hypothesis that you have. Yeah, is, that's is that... the vision we are hoping, but uh, we are not hundred percent sure right now is it uh, the right way we need to go. But uh, I hope way is uh, this the way we are hoping to go. Got you. And I guess the let's say the theory behind the hypothesis is something to the effect of because it's a form of organic waste let's say the natural water systems would be able to break it down successfully in a way that wouldn't hurt the, yeah. the environment yeah. as much, something, and, something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And also, uh, theoretically, we are thinking that uh, maybe our uh, product uh, with these organic uh, uh, values, uh, resources uh, we are having in, uh, in our calculator, that uh, maybe that's not the... Yeah, we need to research it, but, uh, uh, but maybe it will improve this, uh, all the organization in our water. Uh, you know, if you flush it down, the, the, the drains, I think, so maybe it should be improved. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I, th I think we'll sort of start to start to wrap this up, but uh, before we do, uh, we'd love to get final thoughts from both both of you. What, what what would you really like people to know about about your space and what you guys are doing? Um, yeah, uh, one from from each of you would be would be great, or a little bit of from each of you would be great. At the moment, uh, as you know, this is uh, the pollen leaves high season right now, and uh, we are uh, working with a seasonal product. Uh, if you see something falling around yourself and you are stepping on it and or playing with it and it's a fallen leaves and uh, it's uh, sometimes nice to figure to, to try to figure out how can you use something which you have all around you and uh, you are treating uh, as a garbage maybe it's not a garbage maybe you can you can use it and uh, do uh, and create something valuable out of uh, what you are having uh, just around you. Can I ask you a question on that? You, you just popped something into my mind that now I'm curious, right? Um, it seems to me, and this, this almost connects to some of the other questions, this is more around sustainable energy, right? Which is sort of, you know, solar doesn't work when it's cloudy, wind, wind doesn't work when it's not windy, et cetera. Um, you just said sort of your supply of this tends to come during, you know, three months of the year is your, your main supply of, of this. What do you do when you don't have supply? Uh, how are you able to, you know, are you, how are you thinking about what to do when, it, when let's say it's uh, off off season for leaves, so to speak, if, 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 if you take yeah. that analogy? Yeah, we, we know that we have to collect the leaves for uh, all the year. And uh, that's quite a similar business as for uh, sky uh, skiing or something like that. We have the season, we are working during the season and uh, we just have to collect uh, the product for the rest of the year. Okay, so, so it's very much kind of focus a lot of your efforts in, in a short, short amount of time exactly. Exactly. and have that last you through the, the rest of the, the year, okay. Well, um, adding uh, something up, uh, the leaves are falling around four or five months uh, in the year. So it's more from uh, um, the end of the August Till the December the first uh, week, so you can collect it. And uh, also, uh, the process uh, in uh, in the 
the earth, there is that uh, when uh, we have this uh, season uh, with fallen leaves, in Australia, the season of fallen leaves, for example, is uh, when we have spring. So it's a uh, kind of cycle. So we're trying to also our technology to give abroad. So maybe uh, the process we are using also uh, uh, the other way uh, the globe. Yeah. So sort of similar to uh... Let's say with, with Agar's ski analogy, a lot of ski instructors, let's say, will spend half the year in the Northern Hemisphere and half the year in the Southern Hemisphere to, to catch the, the different seasons. To, um, to... Yeah, I like that. Awesome. Uh, Avia, do you, do you have any other final thoughts before we, we sign off? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I think uh, <laughs> no. it's uh, kind of nice to talk and uh, think uh, about this Thank you for listening to this episode of the ESI What's Next podcast. ESI is a program aimed at fostering socially responsible, environmentally sustainable student innovation through education and new venture creation. We're grateful to the European Regional Development Fund, Printify, SEB Bank, and Remy for their support. Tune in next week to find out what's next in the world of student entrepreneurship.